brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Francis has a knack for embracing ancient pagan notions of honoring what those ancients thought was God. It's one of the very biggest signs that Francis probably isn't a Catholic, but something else, a universalist of some kind, but a Catholic he almost certainly cannot be. The Pacamama event is the most obvious example of this that most Catholics are, who are paying attention are aware of, and is wearing of symbols of a similar ancient South American demon that is akin to Pacamama. That thing was called, I think, Atacama, from, and it's from another part of that same continent, is just another example. On his recent trip to Canada, where Francis threw the church under the bus, Pacapapa Francis took part in several ceremonies that are just frankly pagan in nature including a smudging ceremony and something involving the calling on the winds and the invoking of a demon called the Great Western Grandmother. Now, exorcists are warning that because of all this, we should expect to see a rise in demonic activity. I mean, what he does has impacts on the church, regardless of whether you think he's Pope or not, sort of irrelevant here. The battle for the hearts and souls of those who profess Christ continues, and unfortunately, part of that battle involves the man the world sees as Pope. LifeSite News is reporting the story, and so it's to LifeSite News we turn now. Headline from LifeSite, Exorcists warn of rise in demonic activity following uh, local ancient pagan rituals. With exorcists now starting to see harmful results in children, perhaps parents will begin to demand more from their Catholic schools. Like is unfortunately often the case, we see the most vulnerable being impacted by the evil deeds of those who should be doing the very most to protect them from this, frankly, what looks like organized evil. This stuff is truly twisted. The photo that I'm putting on the screen here is comes from the article, and it shows Francis accepting a ritual feather from an elder of one of the tribes, which is, frankly, similar to something he did with the Pacamama event in 2019, when he accepted a tacum ring, which is a ritual ring, from one of their elders in a demonic version of a nuptial rite in that belief system. And yes, I did look deeply into what was going on there, and it was a nuptial rite. It had a marital spin on it. And I covered that some time ago on this channel. But the article shows us that there are, frankly, despite what many people might believe, there are very, very real consequences to those who we think are running the church engaging in these kinds of evil deeds. Keep that in mind as we go over this from the article. Quote, Although elements of paganism have been creeping into various parishes and dioceses for some time, the blatant idolatry on display during the 2019 Pan-Amazon Synod really opened the floodgates. Since that time, faithful Catholics in the West have been inundated by what we'll call local ancient emblems, prayers, and rituals in what appears to be an attempt to change the Church's very identity. In Australia, that trend is quite evident. And the focus on the local ancient culture, which is being promoted politically and in the corporate world, is being mirrored by the church. Because, of course, it's being mirrored by the church. As the world goes, so goes the church since the council. When too much attention is given to another form of spirituality, there is always a risk that the preeminence of the Catholic faith will be overlooked. However, that is not the extent of the problems facing an institution that is starting to view pagan ceremonies as interchangeable with its own rituals. End quote. 
These demonic rituals, folks, are being performed at Catholic schools in Australia and elsewhere, and this is where I ask you to help me out here. Let me know in the comments if you or if someone you know has a child at a Catholic school outside of Australia and has heard that what I'm about to describe to them is happening to them at those places. And if you're in Australia, tell me if you've heard about these things. These events took place in quote-unquote Catholic schools in Australia where students were forced participate in smoke ceremonies and invoke these demons in the name of enculturation. And remember, parents are paying a very, very large amount of money to have their children given a quality Catholic education complete with religious training. Have, have you ever looked at what a Catholic education costs? It's staggering. And they're paying to have this done and getting this instead. They're paying for this, which is worse than being taught the opposite of the Catholic faith much worse. Exorcists have rightly been warning about this rise of what apostate Rome is calling enculturation. It's really just pagan ideas and even devotions and acts of adoration being inserted into the mass. They've warned that the consequences of this are going to be very, very bad. Buckle up, folks. From the article, quote, Father John Rizzo, former exorcist of the Diocese of Paramata, has had years of experience in delivering unfortunate souls from demonic attack. In the two weeks before he spoke to FLI, that's the art, that's the company that LifeSide got the article from, Father Rizzo has been contacted by three families whose children are at two different schools. Each family wanted his assistance because a child was ex exhibiting disturbing signs that the parents believe are linked to these pagan ceremonies. Father Rizzo told Family Life International that he has seen, quote, unpleasant consequences from children attending these kind of ceremonies. Children have become irritable after being involved in such situations. Students at some schools are forced to walk through the smoke against their will. Their well-informed Catholic conscience makes them feel uncomfortable. They know that it's wrong. The priest said that he has been seeing, quote, a certain moodiness and a type of fear that is hard to understand. Thankfully, he has found that minor exorcisms, which can be prayed by any priest, not just an exorcist, folks, but any priest can do minor exorcisms, are proving effective in liberating the children. I particularly use the exorcism prayers from the traditional rite of baptism, he said. I recite them in Latin first and translate afterwards into English. End quote. Again, Catholic schools, think about that. Anyway, this priest clearly is ignoring Traditionis Custodis by invoking those baptismal prayers. And, and since that evil document also bans traditional forms of the sacraments pretty much everywhere outside of the permitted traditional Latin mass parishes and even restricts their use of them. And uh, good for the priest for doing that, especially in this case. This is the kind of disobedience we like to see. In case you weren't aware, the form of baptism was changed after the council. Before it was changed, and how it is still used in truly traditional parishes today, it uses several minor exorcism prayers as part of the baptismal rite, something that's just not done at the typical baptism of, uh, of anybody, child or adult. And these prayers are efficacious for many different problems, apparently, given this priest's experience in liberating the most vulnerable from the influence of demons due to the actions of administrators at their allegedly Catholic school, who probably don't have the faith themselves since they're engaged in pretty much all the most evil things imaginable from the perspective of those who actually do have supernatural faith. This is the worst kind of attack that can be done. 
the fact that this exorcist is frankly having to deal with numerous people who have been affected by this demonic activity is rather telling. So now we're going to hop back into the Wayback Machine and go back to 2016 here, because Vanity Fair at that time posted an interview with the now late Father Gabriel O'Morth. He is the Vatican's dearly departed official exorcist, and it's, he was, he, towards the end of his life, became very public about his work. Normally, most people who seek out exorcism, according to him, are not dealing with actual demons in a supernatural sense. You can have their issues addressed with secular material assistance, most of them. Quoting the article, Father Amorth insisted that anyone who came to him first seek the help of traditional medicine and psychiatry. Out of a hundred people who seek my help, he explained, one or two at the most may be possessed, end quote. And that's the sort of statistic has been backed up by other exorcists who report typically the same thing. But bear in mind the number that that priest was talking about having to help with those schools. The interview is from 2016, and it's important to revisit. If you wonder how this happened at all, how did we as Catholics get to a place where the man the world thinks is Pope has been embracing pagan practices overtly and being harshly critical of those who dare to point out that such practices are in fact evil. Even worse, when you factor in that that man's predecessors all did similar but much more minor things to some degree going back to the 1980s, the worst of them being probably the Assisi conferences of 1986, you see a long-standing problem in the church that has gotten worse over, the, over time. Leadership of the earthly institutions of the church are responsible for this by setting their terrible example that many now follow and refusing to bring these schools in line. Father Amorth was asked about the influence and reality of Satan by his interviewer, which is important because the interviewer says he's actually an agnostic. Vanity fair, folks. <laughs> this is a verbatim quote from the article in the back and forth between his interviewer and the exorcist. Quote, Father, you write of dialogues you've had with Satan. Have you ever seen him? I asked Father Amorth. Satan is pure spirit. He often appears as something else to mislead. He appeared to Padre Pio as Jesus to frighten him. He sometimes appears as a raging animal. The ritual of exorcism is not practiced by an ordinary priest. An exorcist requires specific training and must be thought to have a personal sanctity. He can be exposed to dangerous behavior and personal threat. His prayers often cause a violent response as he attempts to shine a beam of light into the darkness. You've said, this is the interviewer, publicly that you believe, referring to the current church scandals, that Satan is in the Vatican. Do you still believe this? His response, yes, today rule, Satan rules the world. The masses no longer believe in God. And yes, Satan is in the Vatican. End quote. That is the Vatican's official exorcist saying that Satan is in the Vatican. That, of course, evokes immediately the account told by another exorcist, Father Malachi Martin, of an infamous satanic ritual performed allegedly in the Vatican on the feast of Saints Peter and Paul in the early 1960s, a demonic enthronement ceremony that coincided with a period immediately following where the world began to overtly and rather shamelessly cast off the restraints of Christian morality regarding the flesh and greed and associated sins, and at that point began to just embrace earthly values, especially pagan ones. And we saw this stuff come into the church in really large amounts in that decade. Let's get back to that first article from LifeSite, because another exorcist in that article tells us about the most dangerous of these demonic practices schools are doing because they are much more subtle. The practice of what they call immersion experiences, 
where students are taken to witness and participate in pagan rituals. From the article, quote, these rituals are against the first commandment, and I have doubts about the consequences of calling on ancestral spirits in rituals like that smoke ceremony and the welcome ceremony. All of this is an open question and really needs to be investigated. Father Rizzo also believes the rituals violate the first commandment, specifically singling out the quote-unquote immersion experiences, which are growing in popularity among Catholic schools. According to Father Rizzo, it is idolatry, quote-unquote immersions involving taking groups of teachers and or school children to local ancient sacred sites so that the traditional culture and spirituality can be experienced. Their proponents say that the function of immersions is to, quote, feel the deep spirit of the land and to, quote, immerse the children's spirits into the land. How is that not paganism? Or how is that not idolatry, folks? Immersions are a feature of the controversial, quote, unquote, fire carriers program, which runs in more than 100 Catholic schools around Victoria, Australia. Fire carriers was designed to indoctrinate children with local ancient history, culture, and spirituality to promote, quote, unquote, reconciliation. There it is. But operates to the detriment of their Christian formation, as if the Catholic schools at that point were doing this care about Christian formation. Under the guise of promoting uh, harmony of the flesh, it undermines the Catholic faith while turning children to political and eco-activists. End quote. In this case, these schools are no different than secular schools. And when they join that program, they signed a statement affirming the local pagan practice of respecting Mother Earth, which is, which is just another name for the Pacamama. Yes, that Pacamama, you know, the one that took a swim in the Tiber. Three years after the initial event, we're still dealing with that demon's influences and the consequence of Francis's actions in that enthronement ceremony in the Vatican Gardens. Whether you think he's Pope or not is irrelevant. Most people do, and frankly, what he does, people will think is okay. Have you heard about similar stories such as this about a Catholic school near you? I'm very curious. Perhaps in Canada or in the United States, Western Europe, you know, Ireland or France, where Especially in North America, though, there is a renewed sense of guilt being artificially foisted upon the church due to, frankly, propaganda aimed at undermining the faith. Have you heard about these things there? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, as does sharing these messages on social media. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.